Welcome to the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Sponsored by Reinhold Flooring. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. And good Saturday, good morning, good weather indeed. We are off and running one hour, a bit of a sprint today. Cardinal baseball, hoo-ah, spring training, let's go Jupiter. Lots of things happening in the world of baseball uh, throughout the country. So lots of things to talk about here tonight. Billiken basketball, uh, 547 right here on KMOX. Big day, stay tuned all the time. This is Scott Mosby, Home Improvement, KMOX. 50,000 watts. We are sitting here at your service, ready to roll, ready to go. And my gerbil is pumping up 50,000 watts. A little help from Ameren, our uh, helpers with uh, power and broadcast. Let's bring it on. This is all about you, your show right now, and questions you might have. As we turn a little bit of the corner, nice weather this afternoon. It's uh, clearing up a little sunshine. So, opportunity to be outside go outside get ready for outside make sure the grill is ready to roll yeah well for, you know for for those of you diehards with the weather that we've had of course maybe the grill never quite got put away except for a few weeks of really cold weather we can talk about it right here 314-436-7900 314-436-7900 for those of you with propane grills charcoal grills whatever it is it's time to get stocked up on that fuel uh, what you're going to need to get the charcoal the briquettes the smoking the pellets whatever your sense of food preparation is bring it on bring it in bring it early scott mosby here truly at your service all things around the home your questions your answers favorite products uh, maybe you know a new homeowner somebody that's really starting their journey in home ownership and how they take care of the house uh please refer this show to them because there's so much that we can bring them along and bring them with as they learn and love the world of home ownership or even renters you know some i've been a renter for um, many years early on and you know it was just easier to fix stuff myself than it was to call the, the maintenance guy that might take a few days to get there or whatever so uh sometimes it's just easier to adjust that doorknob make sure that latch works a little bit maybe go at a you know tightening the screws on a door hinge yeah and right now for all of you that are listening to me you're in the area where um, uh, frozen soil is thawing Uh, we haven't really had a lot of frozen soil so we're going to miss some of that but keep in mind as we get into the summer more humid months or even spring you know humidity in st louis is high so the air has a bunch of moisture hanging in it well your driveway your garage floor your sidewalk all the pavement is still very cold because the soil is relatively cold. So we can get 50, 60, 70 degree temperatures, a little bit of humidity hanging in the air. All of a sudden, you wind up with a wet garage concrete floor inside the garage. What's that all about? Well, we can talk about that because that's a little bit uh, of how, and we experience that primarily this time of year, mostly in April, sometimes May, because what happens is the soil and the concrete and the pavement stay cold, just like a very cold glass of iced tea in the summer. In the summer, everything's even exaggerated more. It's warmer. It's more humid. Condensation droplets on the outside of your, you know, soft drink can, your beer can, your, co- you know, whatever your your beverage is of choice that's cold, It that moisture in the air is going to turn into water do- droplets, and it will, too, 
on your garage concrete floor. Yeah, inside. People say it's raining in my garage. Nope, not raining in your garage. And you know that's not really true, but you're not sure how else to describe it. So those are just things we can talk about here. 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. We used to have a toll-free number, but now with the magic of all the cell phones and the connectivity... We're ready to go with that and roll. Uh, you know what? Let's get started here with my friend Jay on the phones and see what's cooking. Hey, Jay, good morning. Welcome to KMOX. How can I help you, brother? Hi, right, thanks for taking my call. So venting the range hood to the outside above the oven. What uh-huh. I'm more concerned about cutting a hole in the wall and then during the winter, the cold air coming into the house. Is there a, a product that you recommend that would not allow the cold air to come back in? No, it's kind of a funky, odd thing. So, um, and you're not alone. This is uh, professionally performed or do-it-yourself. It's still angst for the homeowner. So the best ventilation is a direct hole right through the outside wall. Well, that vents fabulously so well. So does the wind in the winter. I've even seen frost on the bottom side of some of those vents in, uh, you know, 12-degree weather, you know, and, and the vent hood has frost on it on the inside of the house. Well, you have to make a circuitous route, so you have to make your venting to the exterior less direct, less efficient. So at Mosby Building Arts, my day job, we either go straight through, and this is a a homeowner conversation, you know, because you're cutting down the efficiency of the exterior uh, venting. So either inside the wall, we put a steel galvanized duct that either drops down or up, uh, like a three and a quarter by uh, 12-inch duct, and then we might raise it up 12 inches or 18 inches, and then out above or out below. Oftentimes, we recommend below because of any kind of grease or whatever, and then stick your vent down there. Well, that means you, you know, you've got the backdraft damper on the outside uh, uh, connection piece, uh, so it has to get past that, go in, raise up 12 or 18 inches, and then come back in through that second backdraft damper that's also on the appliance. So it's really make the thing indirectly inefficient. Uh, if you don't want to put that on the inside of the house, you can actually build that little metal doghouse on the outside. Then you have to kind of cover it with something semi-attractive like siding or trim wood or whatever it is. You following so far? Yeah, I've got a 24-inch, uh, I don't call it a little plastic, a galvanized chimney that, that's above the range hood. So I, I do have some room. I can make the hole wherever I need to, uh, yeah. just on top of the range hood. i got 24 inches to play with, but I'm not quite understanding the indirect thing. Uh, well, if, the, if yours is going up, if yours is already going up through the cabinet above um, your yep. range hood, is, is that what I'm understanding? Yeah, it's an, it's just an open stove, and above that's the range hood, and I've got to, already installed, and I'm using the charcoal filter, which I'm not, you know, I know that's not the best. Yeah. It's just venting <laughs> yeah. inside, so I got I can go directly out to the outside wall, but it sounds like you're saying that's not a good idea because of the frost. Well- Yes, sir. You know, your question, it is the best venting. This is this is the, you know, least of all, you know, what's the least bad choice? Because yeah. if we're talking direct venting and minimizing fire risk because of grease built up and all, you go straight through the outside wall, four and a half inches later, you're outside. 
and and yep. that is the optimal venting. But the basis of your question, you can come off the top of that hood with that galvanize up through that top cabinet inside the house still, and then turn and go out somewhere either up in the cabinet or some point there, and that gives you that offset indirect semi-inefficient path. I see. Well, maybe I could make it make a little snake, uh, you know, a, a 45 and then a 45 back again. Yep. Maybe Any, that would help it. Anything that is less good is optimal. <laughs> that Figure that one out. <laughs> I understand. I understand. I'll make it absolutely direct. I'll, do, I'll get blasted with Frosty the Snowman. Okay, thank you. Yeah, good luck and a good question. Thank you very much. And and for those of you that have frost on the inside of your appliances, that's exactly what Jay's question is all about, is how do I miss old man winter when I vent this thing anyway? So, yeah, it, it's kind of interesting, but... Well, I'll tell you that over 20, 30 years, we just haven't come up with anything better because you can put inside, you know, the appliance it has, whether it's the microwave vent or the vent hood itself, has a backdraft damper. So what that thing mean means is there's a metal flap that closes when pressurization happens from when, you know, when the wind blows on the outside, pressure comes through trying to get through that vent. Well, there's a flapper metal closer piece called a damper d-a-m-p-e-r and then you've got the ductwork and then you have another one of those metal flapper damper things on the appliance itself so you've got pretty good stuff so it looks like yeah pretty good i'll just go straight through the back well i've also seen it on dryer vents like this as well where we have vented directly to the dryer vent in a super efficient direct maybe 12 inch you know ductwork on the inside of the house well Anything that the cold can penetrate inside, you know, I've seen frost on the inside of my dryer uh, as well from this same type of thing. Anyway, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. Scott Mosby here at your service. We're wound up and ready to go. little sunshine, weather, St. Louis, KMOX. We're off and running. I'll be right back after this. folks back together home improvement scott mosby off and running Fifty thousand watts questions and answers phone in for questions answers favorite products anything you want to share around the house 314-436-7900 314-436-7900 all right a little bit of economics 101 lumber futures march 2023 for this month and roughly next month hovering right around four hundred dollars per thousand board feet that's pretty low 52 week low was something like 369 dollars last trade on this meaning yesterday somebody bought or sold it was below that four hundred dollar point so they they update these uh uh, numbers kind of throughout the weekend when they're not really trading lumber. The point being that that means that lumber supplies um, uh, inflation um, in the building materials, and this is for later delivery. So in your lumber yard, in your home center, that means the prices four months from now will roughly reflect this because they buy their lumber in futures or they even buy their lumber for later delivery. You know, they don't go down to the hardware store and pick up, you know, a thousand board feet of lumber. Uh, you know, it takes a little while to fill up a train, a, 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 a over-the-road truck, something like that. The point being that all of these numbers are down the line three months hence, four months from now, something like that. So we're talking about $400, a th- which is 40 cents a board foot, 
that's pretty good lumber pricing. So we were as high as, gosh, I, it, it doesn't even make any sense to me right now, but we were as high as $1,700 for the same amount of lumber in the pandemic when everything was shut down. And, you know, people like me, builders and remodeling companies are like, oh, my gosh, I can't get lumber. I can't do business. I'm going to buy all I can. Well, there was already a shortage. And then fools like me thinking, okay, I'm going to, you know, have to send all my employees home. I can't keep anybody busy. We can't build anything. We can't even keep our promises to our customers. I go out and I buy too much lumber trying to, you know, warehouse some of this stuff for the future. Well, that makes a bad problem into an obscenely worse problem. And that's how that number hit $1,700, $1,600, which is like $1.70, four times the price it is today. So we're back down not to moderate pricing, but really good prices. Uh, That doesn't mean you can get any of this stuff, I'll tell you that. All right, enough of 101 Econ. Uh, Let's go see my buddy Gail. Hey, Gail, good morning. Welcome to KMOX. How can I help? Thanks, Scott. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, I'm interested in getting a new flat roof and gutters, and I got contractors coming out next week to give me an estimate. So I was reading about the roofing materials, this TPO or the EPDM, and I was wondering if you could tell me which is better and any tips that I should be watching out for. Well, uh, I love them all. Uh, Typically, you're talking about an asphalt hot mopped roof, which is the old black stuff that shrinks and checkerboards and and fails. So you probably have that roof on your house. EPDM. Well, I've got a couple roofs up there. The last one they put up there was a rubber roof. They said that was like 20 years ago, but they didn't take the other roof off before they put that one on. Yeah, well, well, congratulations. You bought a good roof, frankly. So um, most people don't lean into it that much and pay the price. Uh, the EDPM is kind of a it's a, a truck tire inner tube. So it's a thick piece of black rubber, good stuff. Lap it over with glued seams or what they call a solvent welded seams uh, by three inches or six inches. Six inches is better. So you do have a seam going down there. Um, And so it's like a big swimming pool liner laying on the top of your house and then where your parapet walls, the the brick or the walls that stick up on the sides, those that build that roofing needs to wrap up all the way to the top and over the top edge of that parapet wall so that you have this kind of total hat fabric swimming pool liner thing over the top. Uh, Step up from that is TPO uh, and it is a white reinforced uh, fiber fabric uh, material in two different thicknesses and at our uh, building in Kirkwood for Mosby Building Arts that's what we have on the roof Uh, it reflects the heat Um, it's easy to see a problem with it because if you get up there or you know send somebody up you look around it'll show you where all the puddles are and all of that so um, if, if you replace your roof with the same material you've got now you get roughly 20 years good roof uh, k- kudos to you step up from that will be probably you know uh, certainly more money I, i'm not current in that pricing but it'll be more money um and uh probably a little bit more experienced roofer putting it on that offers you that product now uh how old is your house and how long has it been since it's, the whole thing's been torn off uh the house is was built in 1906, 
Okay. And it's been the last time that I can find any records that the whole thing was torn off was in 1956. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, depend. What's your? are you going to be there for a while, Gail? Yes, yes. And I want this one to bite the bullet now. And, yeah. you know, I, I plan on being here probably till at least another 30 years or so. All right, tear that roof off, tear the insulation off, big bucks, because underneath that roof, so you've got this black rubber roof, good stuff, uh, but it does age. I mean, just like Mother Nature tearing you and me apart with the sun, so likely happens with that roof, and that's what eventually ages that, that roofing. Well, underneath that is probably another roof, and then underneath that is what's called insulation, or it's big, thick insulation, and it has a slope to it, so it's like putting together a Lego block roof with these little chunks, little being two feet by three feet, four, you know, whatever they are, mm-hmm. of of a foam-like product, so they're laying the insulation on the outside of the roof, um, so it gets past all your ceiling joists and rafters and all that transference of heat and cold that happens so it lays on like an overcoat and it slopes well that's the pricey point so when you pull off a roof or you re-roof you know that might be i'm just going to pull a number out that might be ten thousand dollars to strip off the uh, insulation and the rest it might be double that at twenty thousand dollars because first you know you have to take the stuff off they have to pick their weather you know because they've got right. a weather window they're trying to guess when it rains or when it doesn't you know mother nature has a way of surprising us all you know so there's risk and then they've got to get rid of all this insulation and pre-order this pre-sloped insulation thing so it's not like you go down to the you know home center and you buy these things you have to order that stuff kind of custom made for your side roof kind of so, but if it were mine, and I'm looking for another 30 years, I'd go to the TPO and I'd replace that insulation, and be prepared to make value decisions. As they say, well, I can, you know, I can put up a two-inch insulation, I can put up a three-inch insulation, I can put up a four, you know, and and you know, the more the better. And uh, hopefully, you find somebody that you trust, and if they're willing to take you into this and the conversation, and in my mind. You know, having a good sales upfront design conversation is negotiating an extra 25% of value because a bad decision with a bunch of money doesn't always bring you back your money value. If you make a good decision, now you put out a dollar, you might get a dollar and a quarter of good advice and good plan of, yeah, let's, you know, let's go ahead and put the better stuff on. But you're asking the right questions. You're going to do a good job here just because you care. Yeah, yeah, and I want to I want to get it done right, and like you know, finding the right contractor to do it, you know, and just be done with it, won't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, when you get to, when you get your uh, contractors, I always like to go to bbb.org, bbb.org, and just see, you know, what's their track record for, uh, you know, staying out of the mud with customers, you know, it, because really what the BBB expects, you know, is not magic or wizardry. It's just, you know, make a promise, keep the promise, and call people back. So to stay in good graces with the BBB, you know, it, it's pretty basic stuff. So so you're still a little bit buyer beware, but at least you cut out the, you know, the pinheads that just right. don't deserve to be in business, you know. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's that's one of my biggest fears, <laughs> you know, yeah. to put out a bunch of money and then end up with leaks, you know, or yeah. something. Yeah. And, no and response I, back from them. 
Well, I, I mean, I, I get in. I mean, how, how we pick companies, you know, at, at Mosby Building Arts, it, you know, I, I want to know. I'm looking at a guy who's my age. It's like, whoa, okay, I, I'm expecting 20 years and some warranty out of this deal. <laughs> you don't look like you're going to be in business for, or at least you personally. Are. Who's who's following you up? Who's the next guy that's going to keep the promise of warranty to me? Or, you know, if I get a tree branch, it's not even warranty. I just need somebody to come out and, you know, fix the hole in my roof because a tree branch poked it, you know, which can happen right. with TPO and, and a black rubber, you know. Okay, okay. All right, well, thanks, Scott. I appreciate your help. That gives me some, some more to think about and a lot of good information. Really, really good question. Just the way you're going about it, you're going to do fine. All right. Thank you. Have a okay, good day. Okay. Bye-bye. And, and that's just it. That, you know, and, 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 and this sounds kind of weird, and it, it isn't arrogant, but frankly, we do a pretty good job every time at Mosby Building Arts. Really exceptional projects have exceptional owners because they ask those questions. They're... They're clean and and clear inside their head that I want, you know, Gail wants, I want this roof to last me 30 years. Well, that takes her right out of the basic two building materials for roofing materials. Up she, so she knows she's looked for 30 years. It's like, okay, we're probably talking a TPO because of the reinforcement fabric inside there. You know, it's rated at 20 years, but still, you want that? We can get the thicker rolling. You know, this stuff comes in a great big 10-foot wide, uh, like a big scotch tape roll or roll of carpet, as you might relate but the point being that a really good project has a really good customer client you know because we do this stuff every day we can't we kind of get most of it right you know and that that which we miss we go back and fix but you know sometimes they're just phenomenal projects nine times out of ten that's a homeowner who's willing to buy the thicker building material to go from 20 years like you know, from 20 years to 30 years it's like well it's not really rated at 30 years but if it's twice the thickness or 25 percent thicker than the other stuff that's a pretty good it's like you know mr roofer what do you have on your house or what would you have on your house if you had my flat? You know, good questions for consumers to ask. Uh, when I come back, we'll get back and going here. Cardinal baseball coming up top of the hour right here on University of KMOX. And game time, even as nice as it is today here in the Lou, it's 30 degrees warmer down there in Florida. Scott Mosby, Home Improvement, back for more. This is the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Sponsored by Reinhold Flooring. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. Yes, indeed. Scott Mosby here, KMOX, University of Midwest. We are indeed your hometown radio station. Anything related to sports is usually here, like baseball today. Cards Baseball comes up about, uh, uh, golly, I think, one oh, 115-ish, uh, something like that. Well, actually, 12.05 is the pregame. I think 12.15 for the game, something like that. Anyway, Billikens tonight, too, so... Geek out, folks. I, I will. Um, let's see what's happening with my buddy Dennis. Hey, Dennis, good morning. How can I help you, my friend? Good morning, Scott. I have been planning on having some type of leaf guard installed on my gutters this spring. Uh-huh. Recently, I learned that the roof on the house needs to be replaced. My question and concern is, does it make any difference? Are there advantages or disadvantages 
to having one done before the other. Um, In other words, I wouldn't want to have the guards installed on the gutters only to have them maybe damaged when the roof is replaced. And on the other hand, I wouldn't want to have the roof done first and then have the roof damaged by the the installer that's going to do the gutters. Yeah, you're thinking about this the right way, Dennis. Gutters second, roof first. However, if you can get the roofer uh, and the gutter guy on the phone together uh, to talk about how the roof edge at the gutter board terminates, and I'll get into that in a little bit, as it gets to uh, gutter guards, there's uh, leaf guard is all one piece gutter, uh, so it's kind of like a four, that's my favorite, and it, here's why it's a four sided kind of like a box beam. When you have a square piece of metal, even though it's open on the edge where the wall goes in, you kind of have a gutter that really can't sag. It can come loose from the gutter board, and uh, and that's an issue. And leaf guards, the downside of leaf guard is um, icicles. Uh, so if that water, say you're 32 degrees, 31, 30 degrees in the air temperature, that water comes down off the shingles from either melting snow, melting ice, or just sheer rain, that metal will get to freezing temperature long before that uh, roofing material, whatever it is, gets to freezing. So now you wind up with an ice buildup on any of these roofs, on the, any of these uh, hooded gutter cover things. So it's kind of, you know, if you want the leaf protection, you're going to have risks from uh, icicles. And some of those icicles can be two, three feet long in, if the conditions are right. So that's the downside. It's still my favorite for leaf guard, um, and uh, I, I like those. There are other leaf cut, uh, cover systems, um, and they're all pretty good. You're really doing business with the company. So be careful picking a product without picking the people because you can't call up a piece of metal and get customer service. You have to call a person to come out and fix and to care to come out and fix or correct or resecure, uh, you know, whatever gutter or gutter cover system you want. If your gutters are in good shape here, and that means, you know, the metal parts without any of this cover, Dennis, if they're in good shape, then um, the the leaf covers that are added um, then that go un, you know tuck under the shingles or whatever uh, um, they work and they're half the price of a leaf guard gutter so you, when you're buying a leaf guard gutter you're buying the gutter and the hood you're done but you're buying a small car you know it's a pricey thing it it offers all the benefits so it's priced accordingly when you're just adding this bent piece of metal to the top of your gutters. If your gutters are good and they don't leak and the downspouts are in the right place and all that, that means you've got a pile of good money already installed on your home. That's a good thing. So you may only need that uh, layover type. So that's where um, I will go with a hooded system. I like the hooded system pretty much better than anything else, but it's pricier. Um, and those will be the last things installed after the roof is installed. Now, I do the reason I want your roofer to talk to the gutter guy, and and the experienced ones already know this, but um, your sometimes the valleys 
and very steep roofs um, have the water coming off the roof so fast it skips off the top of the leaf guard gutters or um, gutter helmet, uh, all the various brands that add to your gutter. But the point being, the direct answer to your question is roof first, gutter second. However, very important, if you can if you can get these put together under one contractor, you'll pay a premium for the general contractor to make them play nicely together. And I'm talking about a real general contractor that adds value, not some guy that just phones up A and then phones B and then doesn't really coordinate, you know, how those two play nicely in the sandbox or not. All right. Thank you, Scott. Good questions, Dennis. Uh, you know, and, and by the way, I I love these. I love um, these leaf cutter uh, cover systems because even even the icicles and the problems that come with them, it's so much better than having open gutters and, you know, going up there and trying to dig gook out of a gutter, whether I'm paying somebody or me. So I, I think you're on the right track. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. Take care. Bye now. Bye. Uh, let's see what my buddy uh, Ken has to say. Hey, Ken, Scott Mosby. Good morning. How can I help you, friend? Two items. I uh, had the garage man, doorman over last week, and he huh? said I should not have CFL or LED lights in the garage door opener, that mm-hmm. they emit a radio frequency that can damage the board in there, and that's about 150 bucks. He said, use an incandescent bulb. I was wondering what your sources had to say on that. Uh, true. True on the older units. Some of the newer units come with built-in. So if you buy a new garage door opener now, it will come sh- uh, shipped and installed with an LED light already built into it that gets along great with all the controls and yada, yada, yada. It'll last longer. You're not changing light bulbs anymore. So uh, that's one advantage of a new unit. But on an, you know, and garage openers will last 20, 30, 40 years, you're you're still looking for a, a regular incandescent light bulb. Um, and sometimes, I don't know, I'm un, unfamiliar about whether it damages the boards. That's above my pay grade. But sometimes they just don't get long, and the LEDs just go, they just don't last. They, you know, they just don't make it, they don't, or they don't work. So Okay. Second question. I have a dozen faucet sinks, showers in the house. Huh? My sink that I use in the master bath next to my wife's, I turn on the hot water, runs about five seconds, then all of a sudden for five seconds it smells like sewer gas, and then it stops. What in the devil is causing that? Ooh, only in that faucet. Only in that faucet. Wow. I've been into this before. Uh, Sometimes I've been able to solve it. Uh, The only thing that made sense to me and and it's a newer faucet so it likely has an o-ring so it is the deterioration of the rubber and the interaction between the water treatment chemicals uh and that rubber so you have a little chemical something going on inside that faucet I don't know why it takes five seconds for that water to come through. So, you know, on a lot of logic levels for me, that doesn't all make sense. But the only thing that I've uh, been able to advise that sometimes works, sometimes doesn't, is changing the O-rings in that faucet. So, or five feet down below, you may, if you're on a two-story house, you may have a shutoff down in the basement that is five seconds of water climb on a two-story house, and that shut off the stop, that faucet, that 
uh, valve has a, a seat in it and a washer, not an O-ring, but it'll have something else that can get pretty smelly and, 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 and gooky. I mean, if you pull out an old stop that's 20 years old and you look at the rubber in it, it's disgusting. It, it, it just slimy. So, you know, I've seen that happen. So it, it's somewhere in the upline supply of some rubber thing that doesn't age or play well with chemicals and water treatment. Okay, because my wife's sink does not have it. Yeah, so, yeah. She yeah. may have a newer stop or a better a seat, you know, or a better rubber or whatever. I, I, or she may use it more often, too. Um, you know, I've actually had a hot water faucet that or a, uh, that I never used. I just come in, I flip on the cold, I wash my hands, I do my brush my teeth. I I never for a year I didn't turn on the the hot. And this is a great faucet. Well, it atrophied like everything else. You don't move it, it freezes. So I yep. had to have I had to get the thing rebuilt because I never used it, <laughs> and I was living there. So okay, well we'll work from there. Thank you. Yeah, just kind of noodle through, figure it out through uh, through that way is would be my advice there, Ken. Okay, appreciate the help. All right, happen, happy hunting. Scott Mosby, home improvement, Cardinal baseball coming up here, uh, 12.05 right here on KMOX. Next up, my friend CJ. Hey, CJ, Scott Mosby here. How can I help you this morning? Yes, sir. Uh, I, my, my parents had a lift master and still working since 72 on a garage door opener. Yeah, that's something. I don't even have shoes that last long. I'm not. I'm my stuff on me from '72 doesn't work like that. Um, I got a, my driveway's dropping down, and I listened a couple weeks ago. You talked about polyjacking. Uh-huh. It was the correct word. Now, I, yeah. my neighbors, I thought they were had a bobcat up, and I thought they were tearing their driveway out. And I, and next thing you know, that it's all put back in with the same concrete. Were they doing something else besides like a polyjacking on their driveway dropping down? Well, if you, you know, the, the long-term solution to your driveway settling is um, avoiding the water erosion that carries away the soil underneath that concrete slab. So the void that polyjacking fills is caused by water moving usually underneath that concrete slab. So the symptom is concrete moving. The symptom is having a space to fill. Um, but the the solution, the disease that needs to be addressed is either the soil is settling because it wasn't properly compacted when the concrete was in, or you've got uh, a sloping downspout or surface water runoff that the water is finding a way to run under your concrete. So uh, if you really want to address this thing, you tear out your concrete, you compact all the base, you, you inspect what you expect, you think everything's good down there, well, you pull out that concrete and lo and behold, you know, there's holes and you wind up with, you know, a, a bunch of ground squirrels with a big nest and it's like, well, I didn't know that. And that fills up with water every year. And then when it freezes in the winter, it pushes up on the concrete, concrete, you know, so there's a bunch of things that can happen so the polyjacking when you're pretty sure you have everything else correct and usually it's just from poorly compacted soil when the house was built or the concrete was put in and then you wind up with it moving or settling and then the polyjacking is a really good choice but uh it, it, you know for twice the money you replace the concrete basically is is the thing so that's you, why you your like polyjacking are... over you like polyjacking over mudjacking 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It's kind of like, uh, do I want to use regular oil or do I want to use new engineered oil that lasts, you know, 10 times longer? You know, the technology. Mud jacking is sand and cement in a slurry, which is kind of like a toothpaste uh, form. And they just squirt it in. And then that concrete stuff kind of sets up. Um, and And it is... Uh, it's viscous, it's thick, it's like syrup. So it, it resists getting into all the nooks and crannies. The poly goes in in a liquid chemical form and then sets up into a, you know, kind of a expanded foam and it, it pushes into the other void. So, and whether you're doing mud jacking or poly jacking, it is more art than craft because that crew chief needs to know exactly when to stop putting in either of those mediums to because you can you know lift the slab up the thing is with polyjacking and mudjacking is you only need about three or four psi pounds per square you're talking about very low pressure because you've got hundreds or thousands of square inches to lift well four psi and a thousand square inches means you're raising four thousand pounds ability of moving so polyjacking is today's technology mud jacking is yesterday's technology pretty much the way you, you say recommend it. anybody on the polyjacking or oh helitech used to advertise here i you know they do a great job their their corporate name is slab masters so their history you know uh, uh it's a good company they do a good job you know, okay. so, and their mother, there are others too. I mean, um, gosh, I, I know quite. A, you're welcome to call my uh, company, and we maintain and refer people out. So uh, it, it's it's more. You know, any name you recognize is pretty much going to do a good job, and if they don't, they come back anyway. So that that's okay. kind of why. That's what you pay a few extra bucks for the brand name, and that's because they've got all those systems and services to back up and do warranty and answer the phone and yada yada yada. Oh, I appreciate sir. You bet. Take care. Good question. Thanks. All right, CJ. Scott Mosby, home improvement. Yeah, good day here. Holy smokes. Uh, venting a range. Jay, start us out. Uh, you know, gosh, how do I, I want to uh, vent my range better? I've got this carbon recirculating thing, which I, I grant you is not not but not the best let's say but sometimes you know there's a beam or a pipe or a something right in the wall right where we don't want it to be so now you've got to come up with some other choice so you know for three thousand dollars we can vent your five hundred dollar micro hood or for you know you know nothing you just put the carbon filter in there Oh, carbon filter for three thousand dollars? Yeah, I'll, I'll let's not vent it. You know, so there there are all kinds of consumer choices that uh, get done. So when you see something put in that doesn't make sense, there was usually I hope there was usually a conscious decision that that's the way the customer consumer client wanted to go. Uh, so anyway, stay tuned. We've got Cardinal baseball coming up here. Yeah, baby, right? Uh, golly, so we're going to eleven oh five. Uh, or 12.05 and game time 12.15. And then we've got Billiken's basketball right here on KMUX 547 tonight. We've got a good day in the Lou, good weather coming up. And who, ah, have you seen the first half of the week? Yep. Just disregard the weather behind the curtain after Wednesday, not to worry. We're just living this life till Wednesday here in St. Louis. Scott Mosby, Home Improvement, Cardinal Baseball after news, weather, and sports.